At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Yeah. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house, producer number nine. Kelly, how's your weekend, man? You good? Yeah, yeah, it was good, man. Good weekend. <laughs> you just getting situated over here, right? <laughs> My camera's a little off. Uh, I'm sorry. My, my bad. <laughs> uh, this, of course, on a Monday during football season is guessing lines for week number 14. In the National Football League, uh, the tribute to the old Stardust radio show of the same ilk, bingo card, uh, where uh, I'm in a cocoon. We guess the lines. Chrissy tells us, Chris Andrews, my mishpucha, who joins us, the star of the show, tells us what he will post here at the South Point Hotel Casino right after the show's conclusion as the lines for the Week 14 games. And in that process, we'll look through everything from uh, this past weekend in the NFL, week number 13, and try to extract some value. That's the whole point of all this, extracting value for over a decade. Chrissy Andrews, everybody, my mishpucha, who's been, who's been sitting in his chair for at least 10 minutes, I promise you, <laughs> <laughs> or, or 10 seconds, one or the other. How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing okay. Yeah. NFR, got your cowboy yeah. hat on. Well, you know, Mr. Gone comes around. I want to show him that I'm wearing the colors here at the South Point. Are those the official colors of the South? Well, these were officially bought by Michael oh. Gaughan for me. The hat, the vest. Oh, very nice. I had to buy my own shirt. But, okay. You know, will you the way be, it goes. Will you be on top of an animal later riding something or no? No. No, you will not. No. Okay. How was your weekend from a bookmaking standpoint? Not so good. We lost yesterday. What'd you win on? What'd we win on yesterday? Uh, well, first of all, let me start. The Friday night game was unbelievable. It was good, and the handle was off the charts. Talk about USC and Utah in the Pac-12 championship. USC and Utah. I mean, the game was right down the road from us. And a lot of Utah people in town, a lot of USC people in town. The handle, I was with uh, Nick Semich, who works with back there with us. That is the biggest handle we've ever seen on a college game, including playoffs, bowls, anything. Really? It was monstrous. Because, wow. of all, because of all the USC people in town? Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that was part of it. And we were around the three, too. Anytime we're around the three in this place, oh, it matters. always brings in extra business. Because oftentimes we're the only two and a half flat, and other times we're the only three flat. So it brings in a ton of business. It's funny. I talked to some USC people who said when they were at the airport, both coming in and then when landing, and then yeah. in the taxi line, they're like, oh, this is going to be 90-10 
Trojans in terms of the crowd. But then when they got to the stadium, they realized it was like it was 50-50. So, like, everyone from Utah drove in, apparently. Yeah. Whereas they uh, took the, the more bougie route. The, the Utah teams have a great representation here in Las yeah. Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where they there's graduates, alumni here in town, or they're, yeah, I mean, it's not that far away. And so did they you win or lose good. on that game? We won very good on that okay. game. That was good. Saturday was, like, fair. It was okay. And then yesterday we lost. What were the only winners yesterday? Um, I could tell you the only, there weren't too many. The uh, Philly. Philly was good. The Bengals were good. Um, you know, Niners actually were pretty good. Um, well, I'm looking up and down my sheet. Not, not too many other You'll ones. You'll be back. You guys will be back. Don't cry for the bookmaker. Yeah. We'll be okay. You'll be all right. Um, so much to talk about, including the Niners and the, uh, the loss of Jimmy Garoppolo, what that means now moving forward uh, in futures markets. We'll get into that as well. But we begin with Thursday night. Let's get into it. Guess a lot for week 14 in the National Football League. You'll start us open right there. Thursday night, Raiders at Rams. All right, Raiders at Rams. Raiders go to 5-7 and seven with their come-from-behind win over the uh, Chargers. And the Rams fall to 3-9, and nine, but the Rams gave it a go. They were the right side yesterday against the Seahawks, for sure. Uh, Raiders, the line move before this game was uh, something to behold. Chargers were down three offensive linemen. They were down Mike Williams. So the line moved dramatically toward the Raiders. Raiders were two-and-a-half-point favorites at kickoff, which wasn't nearly the case all week when, you, when staring at this line. Uh, but they turned a 13-10 to 10 halftime deficit into a 24-13 lead in the third quarter. The Raiders did. With a 31-yarder, Devontae Adams or Derek Carr, 32 seconds into the third quarter, and then less than four minutes later, Carr to Adams, 45-yarder on the flea flicker for another score. Uh, down 27-13, to 13, the Chargers had a fourth and 12 at the Raiders 35 with 8.44 left. Chargers went for it. Herbert to Allen, 35-yard touchdown pass. And just like that, it was 27-20. to 20. Raiders then forced uh, were forced to punt. Chargers matriculated, but then turnover on downs. And they didn't see the ball again. The Chargers did until 22 seconds left at their own 10. And it was academic from there. The Raiders held on for the 27-20 win. Carr, 16 of 30 for 250. Two carries for 10 yards. Josh Jacobs, 26 for 144. A touchdown, one fumble lost. 1,303 yards for Jacobs this year. The most in Raiders history through 12 games. Remember, this was a guy they were thinking about cutting at one point. Or at least that was what the uh, local media buzz was. Devontae, 8 for 177 and two touchdowns. He was unstoppable. And then the Rams, they've lost six in a row. It was Wolford, uh, not Bryce Perkins, instead of Matthew Stafford. And we finally called it. Uh, we've been calling it on Matthew Stafford, but it finally happened. They, they put, the Rams did, Matthew Stafford on IR. So he cannot play until week 17, which we figured was just a, a, a driven also in the, in the home where Kelly Stafford was like, what are we doing? Why risk an injury? Just get he, out of he's there. He's got a spinal injury, too, by the way. Yeah. It's not like, something to mess with. You won a Super Bowl. You made all the money in the world. You're a borderline Hall of Famer. Why are we playing for this outfit? Plus that elbow injury from before the season. We still don't really know We still don't about. know. Yeah. That's right. Uh, they've lost six in a row. They had a fourth and two at the Seattle 49, down 20 to 16, though. And John Wolford got it easily on the boot with a 14-yard pickup. Led to a go-ahead touchdown. 23-20 Rams late in this one. Uh, Akers was in from six yards out. Seattle gets the ball back with 2.56 left at their own 25. 
They go all the way downfield, 10-play, 2-minute, 20-second drive, capped by a Smith and Metcalf 8-yard touchdown pass, 27-23 Seahawks, 36 seconds left, and then a 4-and-out for the Rams with a Wolford ball getting picked by Cody Barton to seal the deal. Ball game. Wolford 14-26 for 178, no touchdowns, two picks, sacked four times. They were outgained 438-319. to Raiders will be favored at the Rams. It's Wolford, one would imagine. I'll say by four on the road, the Raiders. Uh, you're a little light. Uh, my numbers come to five. It's five and a half and six. So we'll get the first bingo dicker. I'm not going to dicker with that line. Actually, I kind of like the six a little bit better. As I was reviewing this, um, I was looking over, and I told you I have a grading system. The, the, the Raiders were not underperforming. The results weren't indicative of their grades. Their, yeah. their grades were better than their records were. This team's now won three in a row. Yep. I mean, they're, they're playing some pretty good ball. So I'm going to open six. I, I, you know, the Rams have a million problems, but the money did show on them yesterday. They were clearly the right side. I think you have to have a little respect for that, but I'm not sure that's pro Rams or maybe Seahawks are coming back to earth a little bit. Uh, but I, I like six. I'm going to open six here. Like I said, even though my numbers come to five, and I always tell everybody, power rating is just a place to start. So I came to five, but I, I need to review that a little bit because I think the Raiders are probably a little better than their record, and they, they are now playing some pretty good ball. Uh, it's a shame for them, though, because there's probably not enough runway. I mean, they're two games out of the final yeah. playoff spot, Yeah. but only five weeks of football left. Right. So right. it's going to be tough. For sure. Just a, a weird season for the Raiders. Uh, you know, I mean, how else can you really describe it? Uh, like, they're, they're finally they're finally now looking halfway decent. Well, they, they, remember those games where they didn't, like, Devontae Adams wasn't even on the field for long stretches? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you should probably throw to that guy. <laughs> the season without Darren Waller, though, that was the biggest thing That's that happened big. to them. Because you, you have him, it's really different. Yeah, and then Renfro's missed yeah. a, a ton of time. Yeah. That's, you know, two major weapons. Yeah. Uh, you know, new, and even though McDaniel's been around a long time as an assistant coach and a new head coach, it's a whole different ball game. Then we'll squeeze in one more here, Kelly. What do we got? Jets at Bills Sunday, one o'clock Eastern. Oh, the Jets! The Jets, who currently inhabit even after their loss yesterday to the Vikings, the number seven playoff position, a game ahead of both the Patriots and the Chargers. Michael Wida, <laughs> he was picked early. Uh, yesterday, that led to a three to nothing lead for the Vikings. It was a three to three game. Uh, three to three game. Minnesota had a fourth and two at the Jets' forty nine. Two thirteen left in the first quarter. Cousins to Osborne for seven. Seven plays later, Cook from four yards out. It was ten to three. Minnesota. Then the Jets down seventeen to three. They went for it. Fourth and two at their own forty three with two minutes left. Incomplete pass intended for Conklin. Uh, seven plays later, Greg Joseph forty one yard field goal was twenty to three. Minnesota. Game's over. We're counting our money, Gil. Yes, we are. <laughs> Kelly and I are thinking we're so smart. God, are we smart. So smart. And then Zerline kicked four more field goals <laughs> to make it 20 to 15. So then, and then Minnesota went up 27 to 15 with a 33 left. <clears throat> Pardon me. We were, th- we were thinking we were smart again. Game's over. I'm recounting my ah, buddy. We've done Is it, it again. There? Nice try jets. But with 645 left, the jets get it to 27 to 22 on a 75 yard drive that ended with a white push from one out on fourth and goal. First ruled stop, but then a touchdown on review. He was so clearly over. Then a Minnesota three and out. The Jets get the ball at their own 16 with 530 left. Down a score, down 27 to 22. They have a fourth and 10 at the Minnesota 47. Well, surely it's over now with 347 left. Nope. White to Davis for 31. It's first and goal at the Minnesota four with two minutes left. Down five. First down, three-yard run. Second down, no gain. Third and goal at the one. Incomplete back of the end zone. Fourth and goal at the one. Incomplete. Berrios couldn't hang on. But the Jets had all three timeouts left. 
Minnesota three and out. 119 left. They get it at the Minnesota 43. <laughs> We're like, come on. How many times do we have to win this? They'll be out. They get it to the Minnesota 19. Incomplete. 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 16 seconds left. Fourth and 10. Picked by Cameron Bynum. And finally, it's over. Thank God. 27-22 Minnesota. Uh, we're so smart. So smart. Uh, Braxton all... Berrios, big Gen- old fruit basket coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> we're geniuses. White ended up 31 of 57 for 369. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. Garrett Wilson, eight for 162. 486 total yards uh, for the Jets. 486 to 287. Is that right? Is that true? Uh, minus two in turnovers. I have to look that back up. But the real, the real stat of this game, third down conversions. The Jets were three of 16. And red zone touchdowns, only one in six opportunities. They play the Bills. The Bills will be more than a touchdown favorite. I said seven and a half. Am I low? A little bit low. My power ratings come to eight. It's mostly nine or nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to open nine. I still I have a lot of respect for this Jets defense. I think it's very good. And then, you know, I think Allen maybe is about where he should be health wise. You know, so I'm, I think my power rating a little light. So I'm going to open nine. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. The Bills back to the number one seed currently in the AFC. More guessing lines on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. It's Gil Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. We're guessing lines for week 14. Kelly Bidlin here as well. We're just talking off air. We've got a point. We'll go back to this uh, Jets-Buffalo game that's taking place here this coming week. I literally, when they when I'm watching a Jets broadcast and they're and they're referring to Mike White, there's a little voice in my head that's saying they're mispronouncing that name. That is not how you pronounce the name. It sounds very staccato. I'm like yelling at the TV as I'm getting beat. Yes, you're like no, I'm for blah blah blah. Mike White. It's like <laughs> I got so many texts, you know, when the Jets are on, when they're looking at the game, whatever about Mike White. I like. I just wish my dear departed Uncle Jack was still here to hear. What did the cops do? He never finished the story. Right. They, they, he just said they all started laughing, but I'm not sure what the cops did after that. If you uh, missed that story, you'll have to check out uh, Guessing Lines on the Beating the Book pod from last <laughs> week. We retold the story. Uh, so this is the Jets at the Bills, and uh, as you said, you're posting what on this game now? I'm going to post nine. I see it nine and nine and a half. I like the nine a little bit better. Uh, I even see one eight and a half kind of stray out there. But I did want to talk about the QBRs. There's some that were really weird, I thought, and we'll get into some of the other ones. But Michael Michael White got a twenty three point one QBR. I thought it was should have been a lot better than that. And I know a lot of those yeah. red zone uh, inefficiencies <laughs> led to field goals rather than touchdowns. I still thought he he I thought he played okay. I mean you know it almost almost 
worthy of a 50, which total, is average. Total QBR scored from 0 to a right. 100, 50 being average. Right. Whereas passer rating, old school passer rating, gets scored to 158.3. Yeah, you know, I listen, QBR has many flaws, and yeah. some of those we'll talk about a little bit later or whenever you want. Yeah. But the, it, it's just easier to evaluate uh, than than a than a passer rating. We'll give the give the one comparison that you gave. We'll get to the Broncos later. Well, the but. one the other one I was looking at is you know uh, Russell Wilson for Denver. I mean they put up nine points. His QBR sixty five point one. Sure. They put up nine points. How can that be? Yeah. You know I I mean I thought that was and you know say what you will about the Jets they did fail in the red zone but they did put up twenty two points against a pretty legit team. By the way the but we'll get to the Broncos but the the Broncos. Stats like the depth of how much of an outlier this football team yeah. is is out of control now after 12 games. I mean, their defense is as good as anybody's in the league. You know, the offense is constantly putting them in bad field position. The defense has come through. <laughs> I know the one guy wanted to fight Russell Wilson last week. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. You know, come on, can you at least get us a couple touchdowns? Yeah, it, it it we'll get to that. It go it goes beyond the stat that we've been giving, which by the way, the Broncos who are three and nine yeah. would be ten and two had they scored just eighteen points in regulation of all twelve of their games. That's that's the basic yeah. point. We'll get deeper later. But I, I mean I just sit there after every Broncos game now and I'm like, why why didn't I bet the under? Just why didn't I bet the under right. like oh, every yeah. week because it's every hitting week. every week. We make this too difficult. Meanwile, you and I are sweating the Vikings winning like <laughs> twenty different times. We're so they got smart. an offense that can't score. They got one of the best defenses <laughs> of all time. Yeah, we're not sitting here betting the under every week. Uh, by the way, let me just throw in real quick before we get off the Broncos. When I when I really do my evaluations, I always thought, like, defense kind of trumps offense. You know, if you're looking at a dominant defensive team could beat a dominant offensive team. i got to throw that out the window with this oh. Bronco team. I mean, <laughs> you know, no, I'm wrong. What's Aaron Schatz's thing? He goes four parts offense, three parts defense, one or one or two parts special teams, something like that. That's how he does I think, his. I think it was yeah. three parts I, offense, two parts defense, one part special teams. No, it's 4-3-1. I'm okay, pretty sure about three, that. 4-3-1. Yeah. Pretty sure about the four three. Yeah, but I always thought like a, a dominant defensive team. You know, in my handicap, and God knows everybody got their own methodology. I thought that like kind of trumped a good offensive team. You know, but certainly old year. school. Yeah. All right, let's go to another one on Sunday morning. Browns at Bengals. Browns are five and seven. Um, <laughs> they get it done. I don't even know if I should say they get it done against the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson. First time in 700 days playing the sport of professional football. Uh, he was not that good. 12 of 22 for 131. Maybe I'm being kind. He had a 53.4 QB rating. I believe that's the old school rating out of 158.3, though, which is the lowest of his career. Down three to nothing. First and 10 of the Houston 11, 333 left in the first quarter. Deshaun was picked in the end zone by Jalen Petrie, led to a 12-play, 73-yard Houston drive that did stall on a Kyle Allen incomplete pass at four, uh, on fourth and goal from the uh, Cleveland one. But two plays later, there was a safety. Nick Chubb was tackled in the end zone. Five to nothing Texans. And you're like, oh, boy, these survivor players have played the Browns. This is going to be bad. Well, not so fast, my friend. Donovan Peoples-Jones, punt return touchdown, made it 7-5 Cleveland. Next time Cleveland had the ball, help me out with this play, guys. Watson had a third down pass ruled forward and incomplete. Mm. Houston had taken it in for a would-be touchdown. That wasn't a fumble? And uh, 
Okay, which part though? Which part to you? I, I thought it was clearly a pass, a pass out of his hand. The question that I I thought they didn't take enough time. It went backwards, is right? Whether it went backwards or not? Yeah. I feel like they didn't spend enough time looking at that. I didn't either. I was like, wait, we're just deciding that's incomplete. Okay, I'm glad you saw it the same way. That, I, that's I didn't have a question with the whether it was the arm was going forward. That was pretty clear. That was and clear. Obvious, I thought, but if you throw it behind you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and I feel like they barely brought that up. I, I thought they went skirted by that, too. Then second and 10 at the Houston one. Now we're in the third quarter. 10-13 left. This is Houston with the ball at their own one. Down 7-5. to five. And I, I, I will say this play represents the Houston Texans 2022 season more than anything. Allen sneaks from their own one. He fumbles. Not only does he fumble, but it was like both lines just compacted. And here comes this ball tr- Cling out, and Denzel Ward was like, "Oh, well, that's interesting. Let me just grab this and stroll into the end zone." Fourteen to five, Cleveland. And then after the team's traded field goals, Tony Fields picked off a Kyle Allen like little bubble screen, took it to the house. Twenty-four to eight, final score twenty-seven to fourteen. The Browns become the eleventh team since the merger in nineteen seventy to have three or more touchdowns combined on defense and special teams without a single touchdown on offense. And they win, plus two in turnovers. Cleveland beats Houston. And uh, Deshaun Watson gets a practice game, I guess, in the end. And then there's Cincinnati. Cincinnati with the, uh, I don't know, can we call it the game of the day yesterday against Cleveland? They win their third straight win over the Chiefs, all in this calendar year. Remember the first of those being in uh, a great regular season game in uh, early January, then the playoff win to go to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and then yesterday, the uh, Bengals win their fourth in a row, 8 of 10 now since their 0-2 start. They were up 14 to 10. The Bengals were fourth and in inches at the KC4 with 51 seconds left in the second quarter. Four-yard line. They tried a jet sweep, and Trent Taylor uh, tackled three yards behind the line of scrimmage by Carlos Dunlap. He co- totally blew that up. And you're thinking to yourself, as you do often during games, well, there it is. The Chiefs are going to use that, and they're going to come back. And sure enough, they took a 17-14 to lead, but down 17-14 to for the Bengals. Third and three at the KC 18, 7-24 left in the third quarter. Tyler Boyd dropping the short touchdown pass, and they had to settle for a field goal the Bengals did of 17-17. Again, you thought, man, if they just drop a pass like that, they're not going to win this. But 14-06 left, tie game. Oh, no, pardon me. Down 24-20 to now. The uh, Chiefs had retaken the lead. Bengals had cut it to four. 14-06 left. Travis Kelsey catches a pass. Jermaine Pratt strips the ball from him, recovers it. You never see that with Kelsey. That leads to a Bengals go-ahead score. 10-play, 45-yard drive to make it 27-24. Burrow to Chris Evans for eight was the capper there. Burrow was six of seven on that drive. 8-54 left. Chiefs get the ball back down three. They end up settling for a Butker 55-yard field goal attempt with 324 left. Andy Reid defending the decision later. Butker misses it. Chiefs never saw the ball again. They converted two third downs on passes to Chase and Higgins. Burrow ends up 25 of 31 for 286. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. 11 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. As I said, he's 3-0 now head-to-head against Mahomes, including the playoffs. Samaj P. Ryan, 21 for 106. 431 to 349 total yards advantage over KC for the Bengals. Huge win for the Bengals. They're in playoff position now. Still tied uh, atop the uh, AFC North. They would not win the tiebreaker currently with Baltimore. But boy, oh boy, the momentum certainly seems to be headed their way now with the Lamar Jackson injury. Uh, Cincinnati by six and a half, I said here, against the Browns. Well, I definitely like your number better than what's out there. What's out there? It's 
five. I see a couple of five and a halves. I saw yesterday some of these guys even opened three and a half. I saw one three and a half open. Actually, a couple three and a halves. Uh, and fours, and it's been a steady, steady climb. Uh, my number, I hate to tell you what my number is. What's yours? Eight and a half. Oh, First man. of all, the Browns could. Well, how, do you, how do they have a three and a half? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I mean, not like this is a newsflash, but Burrow is legit. Oh. And we talk about Mahomes and Allen and Hertz and Herbert. Like, has Burrow just kind of forgotten? This kid is really, really good, and he's a winner. Anyway, I think I'm going to open this game six. I'm, they're going to come in and bet me. God bless. If I got to root against the Browns all week, I can live with that. You can live with that. Was our buddy Matt Brown, uh, co-host of Final Countdown with Story Bonatoni, LSU grad. What is he called, Joe Burrow? Jesus H. Burrow. Was that his name for him? <laughs> That's his savior. More guessing lines. Week 14 on the other side. It's a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get coast to coast hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson and look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. Also, beating the book with Miguel Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, many more, including a numbers game. They're all free and available now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. By the way, the podcast schedule again for this show during football season. This, Guessing Lines, and the Megapod standalone show on Thursdays, which we do after a numbers game. Those are on the Beating the Book feed. Numbers game Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the numbers game feed. Do I have that right, Kelly? I believe I do. You do. I believe I do. All right. uh, Let's move on. What do we got next? Texans at Cowboys. All right. Texans we talked about. We don't really need to talk much more about them other than they've lost seven in a row. And that Kyle Allen was 20 of 39 for 201. Lost a fumble. They were minus two in turnovers. Houston staving off the Rams and the Bears and who else am I thinking about who has three wins? The Broncos for the worst record in football. They won't let them gain any ground. One ten and one on the season. Inventing new ways to lose yesterday. And then there's Dallas. Whoa, this spread's going to be monster. Uh, Dallas, in case you missed it last night, it was a competitive first half. Well, let's put it this way. So it was four-fourth. We'll get to the fourth quarter. There were four fourth-quarter takeaways by Dallas, all of which led to touchdowns. But early in the game, down three to nothing, 
Uh, Dallas went for a fourth and one on the Indy 27. There were 6-17 left in the first quarter. Zeke for six, three plays later. Dak to CeeDee Lamb, 20-yard touchdown, 7-3 Dallas. Dallas was up 14-10. Third and 10 at their own 35, 2.56 left in the half. And Dak was picked by Stephon Gilmore. But the Colts couldn't pick up a first down. They had to settle for a McLaughlin 34-yard field goal. It was 14-13 Cow- uh, Cowboys. And the Cowboys had a three and out. And the Colts had a second and 10 at their own 40. Ryan was picked on the deflection by Malik Hooker. Portent of things to come. Five plays later, Dak to Gallup for 13-21 to 13 Dallas. And then after the teams traded three and outs to start this. Uh, to start, oh, by the way, the 21 to 13, that Dak to Gallup on that pick, that made the uh, first half spread for Cowboys backers. That was a massive turn of events there at the end of the first half. Then after the teams traded three and outs to start the second half, the Colts had a 15-play, 90-yard, eight-minute drive where their two-point conversion failed. And at that point in the game, it was 21 to 19 Dallas. Yeah. 21 to 19 Dallas. Dallas was what? Were they given what, 10 and a half in this game? 11 in the end. So then the turning point, really, it's so funny to say a turning point. It was like there was a reporter after the Tyson-Spinks fight. It was like, what was the turning point of the fight? Asked Michael Spinks. Michael Spinks was like, turning point of the fight? He hit me in the head, hit me in the wrist. Turning point of the fight. It was 91 seconds. Uh, this one, if there was a turning point, it was that the Cowboys... Up by two, looked to have a pass picked late in the third quarter. Instead, a, not, a, not a pick. It hit the ground and an illegal block on top of that. Yeah. After the would-be pick. And then four plays later, it was Dak to Gallup, but it was 28 to 19. And the route was on as, it, as, it, as we found out momentarily. Because first play ensuing drive, Ryan to Mo Alley-Cox. Damone Clark on the hit, fumble. Malik Hooker picks it up in stride, 38 yards to the house, 34 to 19. Two-point conversion fails. Next drive, Ryan picked by Deron Bland. Competitive portion of the night over, three plays later. Pollard from 30, 40 to 19, missed PAT. Next drive, Ryan picked by Deron Bland. I'm writing the same sentences. Six plays later, Zeke from four out, 47 to 19. Helped along by a 44-yard pass interference. Next drive, Ryan strip sack. Malik Davis from 23 out, 54 to 19. Plus four in turnovers for Dallas. Five turnovers for the Colts. Dallas, that, that fourth quarter, and let's throw up that tweet, that fourth quarter was epic and historical. 33 to nothing Dallas in the fourth quarter of this game. Jeff Parlay was like, that's the worst quarter in NFL history. I go, oh, slow down, my friend. Super Bowl. Quarter number two, Super Bowl 22, Doug Williams, Ricky Sanders, Timmy Smith, Clint Didier. Y'all remember it. That was 35 nothing. But this is Scott Kazmar, who used to be a football outsider, so I know yeah. you read yeah. very passionately. These are the most dominant quarters in the history of the National Football League. First quarter, a 1964 game that was 31 and nothing between Buffalo and Kansas City. There's the second quarter, a Washington-Denver Super Bowl, along with a 2009 New England-Tennessee game where 35 nothing scores happened in that quarter alone. There was a 1948 game between the Cardinals and the Yanks. You remember that one, Chrissy. 35 to nothing. <laughs> And then last night ties the fourth quarter dominance record, 33 to nothing. Who could forget the 1925 game when the Milwaukee Badgers crushed the Chicago Cardinals by that same score in the fourth quarter? That was unbelievable last night. Yeah. It was a yeah. two-point game. Well, we had a lot of money on the first half money line for Dallas. And we're done. I said, well, we yes. got a shot to win this. We yeah. got a shot to win. Of course, we didn't. But, you know, it was still okay because they, they played Dallas on the point spread, too, in the first half. Eh, all right. 21-19. I said, we're right in this. We could win this game outright, which would have been a really nice score for us. And then things just imploded. <laughs> and uh, I know we're talking about Dallas here. Uh, 
if I want to go back, though, I, I, when the Steelers were winning those four Super Bowls in six years, so a guy explained to me, he says, I'm going to tell you what, football turns on big plays, and who makes big plays is great athletes. And I was thinking of that last night. The Colts imploded. They brought a lot of this on themselves. But Dallas has the big play athletes. They do. They do. To convert those into, you know, game-changing scores or or what have you. Uh, So you have to kind of give them credit for that. They had the guys that could do that. I don't think everybody in the league has those kind of guys, but Dallas has their share of them. Question is, though, I'll bring Kelly in for this. Can they catch Philly? I don't think they can. Uh, what are they, two games behind Philly? They have one game left against Philly. Yeah. Lost the first one. Yeah. Um, so they're a game and a half behind Philly. Two, two games. So they're two games. Ele- so. They're 11 and 1. Plus the Cowboys tie are 9 at this and 3. Point goes at to this Philly. point, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously that game will be massive, but I don't, I don't think they can catch Philly. I don't You know, I'm either. looking at my power ratings. I have Dallas a half point better than Philly. But I'm not sure Philly's not better than Dallas. We, if that I mean, makes we, sense. We've reached the point of the season where like teams can clinch things next week, and the yeah. runway is just small enough now where it's just tough to. Anyway, 14 and a half is what I said. What is the line here? Okay, diminishing returns. Mark that on your bingo card. My power ratings come to 20 in this game. Now, they, Houston hasn't lost by 20 all year. Yeah, I think they lost once by 18. I want to say. Uh, so hey, they 20, keep things close, Chris. Twenty is too, <laughs> yeah, real close. Uh, so seventeen is the number, uh, pretty much a blanket everywhere. So I'm going to open seventeen. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, this is the quintessential. No team is as good as they were the previous week. No yeah. team is as bad as they were, kind of thing. Houston's been pretty bad like that all year. Yeah, but like Houston yeah. didn't give up anything on defense, really. Yeah, but you know what Kyle Allen's QBR was? Oh. This one was pretty accurate. Three <laughs> So that's, three, that's three points better than you, Chrissy. Yeah, barely. Let's See, go to another one. Here. See, it thinks, I think like that, uh, Gil, but then you go and look at the, just you just look at the box score. They still gave up like 180 yards rushing. Yeah. That's still like the one thing they, they cannot stop any team running against them. Is Lovey Smith alive? <laughs> Didn't I say to stick a mirror in there? Yeah. <laughs> is he okay? All right. Here it is. The Vikings game this week. Vikings at Lions. Oh, this is, oh, this is actually interesting. Yeah. So Cousins, by the way, started 0-5 yesterday. He finished 21 of 35 for 173. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. The Vikings, who are 10-2 and now, yeah. have nine wins by one score, eight points or fewer. They are 9-0 and now in one-possession games. They had 10 total yards on three third-quarter possessions. They, uh, missed ter- they missed tackles terribly in the fourth quarter. They allowed three plays of 30-plus yards in the fourth quarter to uh, aid the uh, Jets' comeback yesterday. But they can still clinch the NFC North with a win in this game against the Lions. And then the Lions, we didn't really talk about them yet. This was like a throw-in play for me in Circa Millions. I was like, ah, okay, the Lions. That ended up being the easy one. 23-6, to they led last play of the second quarter, by the way, Jacksonville with the ball. Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, was sacked by James Houston. His foot stayed on the ground. His leg was twisted. I thought he was donezo. Yeah. And then, too. And he came back. Um, but it was all Lions. They scored on all five of their drives in the first half to take a 17-point lead. First three possessions of the second half. Then they scored to pull away. And that was it. Goff, 31 of 41 for 340. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Amon Ross St. Brown, 11 for 114, two touchdowns. 31 to 14 advantage in first downs over the Jaguars, 437 to 266 in total yards, 8 of 12 on third downs, 3650 to 2310 in time of possession. This is an interesting line. I said Vikings two and a half because I, I figured it'd be lower than three, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little lower than that. Well, it's pick. Wow. And my numbers come to pick. 
So I have no beef with this number at all. It's the worst 10-2 and two team in the history of the yeah, league. I, was, I talked about the Raiders underperforming their grade as yeah. far as record. The Vikings is, have so outperformed their grades. It's ridiculous. So I'm going to open pick. I think they're picks good. are good. Numbers. They're just not yeah, that they're good. they're good. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're good. They win games. you got to give them some credit for that. They're not that good. You know, they, they've they've been on, you know, listen, it's a football. It's not even round. I mean, you know, these things bounce funny, you know, yeah. and it's bounced their way pretty much all year. I think that comes to an end once we hit the playoffs. Yeah, no one thinks they're a Super Bowl contender. Like, Kelly, as much as you put on the Vikings hat, do you think they're a Super Bowl contender? No. Uh, no, but, you know, if quarterbacks keep dropping in the NFC, yeah, maybe. Yes, that would help. But no, that'd not, be the one way. Really. Do I there. really think they're going to go into the Super Bowl? No. And what about the Lions? Like they're five and seven. They're still two yeah. games, two and a half out of a playoff spot. What could have been with them? Because their offense has been great all year. One of the toughest know, teams to figure out all year. Yeah. You know, Goff is not that bad. I know he gets knocked a lot, and you know a lot of it deservedly so. Seventy-eight point nine was his QBR yesterday. That that's probably a little high. But yeah, I mean they did put up what forty points. You know, I mean, the, the team can score. Goff's not bad. They got some offensive weapons. Defense hasn't been very good. Five and seven. He's still two and a half out of a playoff spot. We'll come back. More guessing lines. Numbers game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. By the way, Japan puts the uh, first one in in this game against Croatia. Round of 16 game that's taking place right now. It's funny when uh, the NFL hit or college football in the NFL hit this weekend. And then the U.S. lost in soccer. My uh, World Cup focus dropped to nearly zero. Yeah. Well, that happened last week, two weekends ago to me, too. Yeah. So I can't, I feel like the weekend's a major roadblock. That's correct. Where it's like, hey, football. We'll be back tomorrow. Football, football, football. We'll be all about it tomorrow again. Yeah. Japan won, Croatia nil. They're an added time now in the uh, in the first half. Um, speaking of Monday Night Football, which we just talked about in that promo, any thoughts on the Saints and the Bucks tonight? I, I got well, nothing pre-flop. I... If the Saints win, they move to within a half game of what would be a 5-7 and seven lead atop the NFC South. It's wild. The, uh, I don't have anything right now, Gil, but I have a feeling I'm going to play the under before this game kicks off. Bucks down to three now. Minus three. Which is right along, which is closer to what my guess was last week than what it was on Monday. Bucks by a field goal, 41 and a half. I, I, you know, I got to like the Bucks here. You know I mean? I know they fooled me last week, but... I just don't think much of the Saints, you know. I mean, come on. Tom Brady historically has trouble with the Saints. They do, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's really got – how much does that weigh in? For me, not at all. I was going to say a little, you know, maybe a little. Not I, enough much. I mean, me, so many players change teams every year. You enough know? for me to be aware of it and say it out loud. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, does it mean something? Maybe, but I'm not going to let that affect my number. I mean, it's like the Aaron Rodgers, Chicago Bears thing. Is it, you know, do you think about that when they play each other? Maybe you do. Well, the Bears haven't been very good for most of Rodgers' career. That's the thing. Right. Uh, This is a little bit more of an aberration, though, because the Bucs won a Super Bowl, you know, went to the playoffs last year, and the Saints haven't been that good the last couple years. A little bit different. All right, let's continue with Sunday, week 14. Wait, we're going to mention something? Oh, please. Baker Mayfield. Oh, please. Yes, Kelly. Thank you, Chrissy. Yeah, Ian Rappaport reporting this morning that Baker Mayfield will be released later today by the Carolina Panthers. And no specific reason given? No. So am I right to speculate that that just sounds like we're just done with you as a human being feel to it? Could be. Like, in other words, because here's the thing about him. If there's no discernible difference between him and Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker— 
at some point, you're, the human element arrives into it, and you're, and you're sort of like, but you're just a pain in our butt. Yeah. Just with your attitude sometimes. I'm speculating. Yeah. That maybe you're just not worth keeping around anymore. I don't know. What, how, how has that guy's career, and not how has it, but how about how that guy's career has fallen off a cliff? Yeah, yeah. kind of like a Johnny Manziel almost, you know. Not quite that bad. Not that bad. From number one pick in the draft. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel wasn't number one. No, but. First round. He certainly had height, but he wasn't. Yeah, he was a first. Uh, he, yeah, he was a first round pick, but it's. Baker Mayfield was number Baker Mayfield number one pick in the draft. Some of us made good money on betting on that, you know, that draft 2018 to ascending the Cleveland Browns depth chart under Hugh Jackson initially. Yeah. Taking them to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they were in, were they 0 and 16 or 1 and 15 the year they drafted him. Either way, mm-hmm. took them to the playoffs in two years. But things just imploded after that. And and you were saying off air, you were like Niners? And my immediate reaction was like, no, they prefer Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Yeah. Mm. His, uh, let's see, contract, expiring contract contains 1.35 mil if a team picks him up off of waivers. 1.35? Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's chump change. That's for chump change. That's yeah. Maybe the Niners do take a look at him. Maybe so. 27-year-old quarterback has earned more than $48 million in five seasons. He's, he'll be all right. How about his okay. advertisements? He'd be all right. Yeah, he made a lot of money on ads too. I mean, oh, representing he made he, he made, made probably more than that. You know, and those ads still run. Those yeah. ads are good. You know, yeah. I, I rip on commercials all the time. Those ones are funny. The ones in the stadium, yeah, where, where he like lives in the stadium. stadium. I love. Yeah. I love. Do those they still ads. run? There's no way they still run. No, those don't. Okay. but he's another. He's in the Heisman thing, but they because yeah. he's a Heisman winner. So they're not bad. Yeah. Um, jeez. Unwanted now by multiple teams. Well, unwanted yeah. by Carolina. That's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Right, but I mean, this is yeah. I mean, shunned out of town and Cleveland, and yeah. You know, I mean, what do we know about these guys? We know what they project. And I was, I was, thought he was okay. You know, but I don't. You know, listen, I'm, I'm sure living he, with him. I'm though. sure he's a lovely guy in real life. But I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, and in the football field, he he's a little. You know, he's more to handle than others. Maybe. Uh, let's move on. What do we got? Jaguars at Titans, Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. The 4-8 and eight Jaguars who got stomped by the Lions, and then Tennessee, who got rolled by the Eagles. They're 7-5 and five now. Uh, Jacksonville losing their 20th straight game to an NFC team. Wow. That's a weird stat. Yeah. 20 in a row to an NFC team. Trevor Lawrence, 17 of 31 for 179. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Christian Kirk, 6 for 104. Tennessee losing to the Eagles. Tennessee now 1-5 versus teams that are currently over 500. That's not good. Derrick Henry held to 11 of 30 yesterday. Tennessee's only moment, they had a fourth and seven at the Philly 40 with 4.53 left in the first quarter. They were down seven to nothing. Tannehill for eight, three plays later. Tannehill to Traylon Brooks, 25-yard touchdown pass, seven to seven. But Burks had to leave the game after absorbing a helmet-to-helmet hit. So even their one moment of glory was, uh, was sort of compromised by that. That was their high point of the game. They got rolled otherwise. Uh, 26 to 11 disadvantage in first downs. They were outgained 453 to 209, 386 to 122 passing. Tannehill ended up 14 of 22 for 141. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked six times by the Eagles. Three carries for 34 yards. That said, I mean Tennessee by three. I I, I already feel this game is a game I want no part of. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, you you talked about how their record is pretty inept against good teams. But conversely, they, they beat up bad teams. And they are a bully. I mean, yeah, yeah, Jacksonville's a bad team. Uh, the number's three and a half. It opened four mostly last night. That's what my numbers come to. 
I think this is a good spot for Tennessee. They're coming off two straight losses. Uh, even you know, I'm paraphrasing Vrabel. He says we're facing a turning point in the season. Like I said, I'm paraphrasing him. But he knows that this is a big, big game for them. If they're going to turn things around, this is where they have to do it. Uh, I, I like Tennessee in this game. I'm going to open four. I'm sure they'll take it off me. It's three and a half virtually everywhere. But I'm going to open four in this one because I think this is a good spot for Tennessee. I think they beat up on on a, a very weak sister here that uh, that they can handle, and uh, and I think they will. Did any of our preseason guests get a team more wrong than they got Jacksonville? And I'm talking—I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about collectively the handicapping, quote unquote, sharp community's opinion of the Jaguars this offseason. And here we are, same old Jaguars. Same old Jaguars. Me in that same group, by the way. I was on yeah. Ed Fang. I love Ed Fang. I've been on his podcast a couple times. It was like after week two or something like that. I said, I really like this Jacksonville team. I think they'll make a playoff run and might even win a playoff game. Yeah. Woo, was I wrong? I'm with Chris, though, in this game this week. I think this is uh, – I, I was surprised to see the line as short as it was. I, obviously, you weren't, Gil. Nope. I, I, if it hits three, I'll be betting the Titans. I think well, this, is, this is the same old Titans to me. It, it's what you said, Chris. They they beat up on the bad teams, and I think they struggle against the good teams. They abandoned the run too early, too. You know, with Derrick Henry, I know he got 11 carries, only 30 yards, but he's like the only weapon they've really got, especially when Burks goes out of the game. I, I don't. They, they rely on Ryan Tannehill too much to try to get them back in these in these games against good teams, and he's just he's not the quarterback to do that. Even when I was making my number, I made it four, in, and I made it four, and I'm thinking, boy, if it comes four, I think I like the Titans here. Meanwhile, it op- it opened four in a lot of spots, and money showed on the dog. I'm, I'm gonna a, like the Titans. Tennessee's a funny team, right? Because I don't think the general market. First of all, we talked about do people really think Minnesota is going to win the Super Bowl? Is there anybody who really thinks Tennessee is a legit contender? I mean, that's another one. No, like not at all. So that's the thing. It's like, hey, yeah, I really like the Titans this week. But it's like if, if Ryan Tannehill throws a dud any game, you're not surprised. No, not at all. I, I think they're the king, though. Of, we've talked about often on, on guessing lines especially. Team not as bad as they look one week, not as good as they look one week. I think when the, you look bad against a good team, I think, it's, I think this is an overreaction a little bit numbers-wise. I think it's a good bet next week. They're making the playoffs, right? They're just raw. They're, oh, yeah. They're the, through that division. Their entire division is minus in point differential. They're minus 21. By the way, the Jaguars, 4-8, and eight, are minus 14. The Jaguars actually have a better point differential than they do. Is that right? Minus 14 wow. versus minus 21. Take that for what it's worth. So they're good. Tennessee's going to the playoffs. Can they win a playoff, a home, you know, a playoff game wildcard weekend? Cause they'll probably be the, they will probably be the number four division winner. Team, yeah. So they'll play. What's that? That's going to be a, it's remember it's two, seven, three, six, four, five. So they'll end up, if, if the playoffs were to start now, they would host either the dolphins or the Bengals, whoever slots five. Now the Bengals, They'd host the Bengals in a first-round game, yeah, wild-card weekend, <laughs> and they would be the dogs for sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. A lot of teams like that, man. So tough this league. More to come. Looking for value, guessing lines. Hour number two on the way right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. It's Chrissy Andrews. We're guessing lines, week 14 in the NFL. Oh, pro tip, hour number one, Kelly. Let's do that. Let's do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. 
Tom Brady, one and four against the Saints in the regular season, is a trend you'll hear a lot today. Take all of those kinds of trends with a grain of salt. However, rosters changed, when are games played, or key players out. Don't go too crazy with that. Don't uh, draw a straight line necessarily to you thinking, oh, well, the Saints have his number. Let's bet the Saints. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Look, is it something? Maybe. Is it everything? It's definitely not everything. Nope. People see stats like this sometimes, I think, and, and run to the window with it. They sure do. And that is why we make it our pro tip. We caution against such a thing. What is that? Was it Jimmy's line? Trends don't pay the rent? Trends don't pay the rent. Jimmy Vaccaro. Are you familiar with the James Vaccaro? Does he work here? Didn't that one guy call him Jim? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Some guy, that's how you know you don't know him. That guy, Jim. You've been riding his coattails. Jim. Oh, I can tell you really know that guy well. Um, personal friend of mine. Personal, personal friend of mine. We still in the early games? We are still in the early. We'll get to some. Uh, we'll get to the college football playoff lines a little later as well on the show. What do Eagles you got? at Giants, one o'clock Eastern. All right, so the Eagles are eleven to one. As long as they got a one in that loss column, isn't Nick Sirianni probably the coach of the year? Yeah, like I can, I can make my case for Pete Carroll, but if you only lose one game, it's still probably you. I go back to what Drew said a couple weeks ago. I think whoever finishes in that one seed in the NFC wins Coach of the Year. Not if you had, like, four losses. I wouldn't say it's a lock. But if you have one, for sure. Anyway, Philly beats Tennessee, and they do so handily, in the A.J. Brown revenge game. Jalen Hurts, 29 of 39 for 380. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice, five for 12 for a touchdown on the ground. Hurts, 29 total touchdowns and three picks this season. Is that good? Four touchdowns in this game. First half yesterday, Jalen Hurts, 268 yards passing and two touchdowns with one rushing score. A.J. Brown, eight for 119 and two touchdowns. How about that sequence where they went to him, they had a flag, they went right back to him, 41 yards. He's so good. He's He's still underrated in this league. Still underrated. I think he is. You're right. He is a top wide receiver in this league and nobody talks about him. Been underrated. You know, I was watching with my uh, Cowboys fan friend, uh, Dave Check yesterday was watching the Cowboys, and he's like, C.D. Lamb, is he a top 10 wide receiver? I'm like, he's not even top 10 in the NFC. Yeah. A.J. AJ Brown, much better than him. Much better. I could give you the whole list. Devontae Smith, 5 for 102 and a touchdown. By the way, speaking of just like sort of under the radar, Devontae, 5 for 102 and a touchdown. Eagles did have 12 penalties for 80 yards. And then there's the Giants. Oh, ho, ho. The Giants and Washington yesterday, and what I like to call a tie. <laughs> I don't know what you like to call it. That's what I like to call it. I like to call it the game when we talked about, that's the game I want, I want nothing to do with. Oh, good call. This is why. <laughs> I was saying yesterday for me, if there was, a, if there was if money was awarded for picking games that end up in Plinko, right. I would be a millionaire. <laughs> like, I'm just a genius yeah. at finding those games. The games that could go either way yes. at the end. Yeah, you're right. You found Can another one. I'm funny in that game. I'm, we're, you know, looking at all, because it was a late game because of the tie, and I'm look, doing all the what-if scores. <laughs> I said, the only bad score is a tie. <laughs> if either team wins, we make money. Nah. <laughs> 20 to 20, Giants in Washington. The Giants, do you even say they fall to 7 4 and 1? I don't even know if they fall to it. They, they just become <laughs> 7 4 and 1. Yeah. A half game lead over Washington, currently, anyway. Remember, Washington gets a bye now and then gets to play the Giants at home. So, really, that tie. 
to me, was much more favorable for Washington. But we'll get to them momentarily. But the Giants, it, let's just talk about this game. 13-13 to 13 at the half. And then what I think was the key play of the game, Heineke was sacked. Taylor Heineke was sacked by Aziz Ojolari. He fumbles. The Giants recover five plays later. Jones to Isaiah Hodgins. 20-13 to 13 Giants. Their first lead of the game, they were down 10 to nothing. And then up 20 to 13, the Giants were. So down 20 to 13. Washington starts with the ball at their own 10 with 343 left. They end up with a fourth and four at their own 27. 247 left. Heineke flushed to his left across his body, complete to Curtis Samuel for 20. The legend of Taylor Heineke continues. Two plays later, Heineke to Samuel for 25 more. Next play to Jahan Dodson. Spin move. Yak. Touchdown. 28, 20 to 20. 145 left. And then on the ensuing drive, Jones to Darius Slayton. Wide open. High drop. He can't corral it. And they have to punt. And you're thinking to yourself, or at least I was, oh, yes. The Taylor Heineke legend about to solidify. But this, but I put this again. Sorry. But the commanders can't advance it either. We go to overtime. Giants win the toss. Four and out. And then Washington, the commodes matriculate into Giants territory. This is where I was like, oh, we're totally winning this. But then they get stopped. Just a horrible sequence of play calls. They have to punt. Giants matriculate. They get Graham Gano for a 57-yarder as the time goes to zero. Well short. Tie. Jones. Daniel Jones, that is. 25 of 31 for 200, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. 12 carries for, seven, uh, for 71 and a fumble loss. By the way, if you watch the Giants, he's, with apologies to Saquon Barkley, but it just appears like Daniel Jones is all they rely on in the end. Ah, well, if we, nothing happens, you just run. Yeah. Um, 411 to 316, disadvantage in total yards for the Giants. A 41-11 to 28-49, disadvantage in time of possession. The Giants, six punts and one field goal on their final seven drives, excluding a kneel down, and they salvage a tie against Washington. But like I said, that's bigger for Washington, I think, in the end, given the bye and the home game against the Giants. Anyway, I said the Eagles minus six, and if it's only six, I think I'll bet the Eagles because the Giants are complete smoke and mirrors. Well, it's not only six. (laughs) It's uh, mostly seven. I do see one six and a half out there, but it's mostly seven. My numbers come to seven and a half. I'm not a big Giants believer. I still think the Eagles, like I said, even though I have them half-point power-rated under the Cowboys, I think they are the better team. I really do. And, uh, you know, I've talked, you know, a lot about Jalen Hurts. I think he's he's the reason why guys miss on quarterback first-round quarterbacks, and he's the good reason. But anyway, I'm going to open seven. My number's coming to seven and a half, but it's seven. I, I see a couple of six-and-a-halves out there, so I'm going to open seven. Uh, you know, I'm, they might take it off me, and if they do, God bless. Listen, when we did adjusted win totals, Kelly, we did this like six weeks ago, mm-hmm. five weeks ago, whatever, and I very passionately said Giants under 9.5 or Giants oh. under 10, whatever under 10, it was. Yeah, because I bet that. 10. Yeah, there was even Ooh. a 9.5 out there, but there was, I think there were 10s too. Listen to the rest of their schedule. The, I, I, Giants fans are going to hate me for this, but I'll say it again. You're not making the playoffs. Is home Eagles at Washington, at Minnesota, home Colts at Philadelphia. I just need one. I got the over seven and a half and under ten. Oh, you do? You yeah. try the middle. Well, you might get one. You got the Colts. Need one. Remember when we did that thing where we know yeah. the 14 teams that are going to make the playoffs? And I said mm-hmm. Washington will surpass the Giants. That was a Washington, pro Washington outcome yesterday. You think so? 
for sure because of the schedules moving yeah, forward. Okay, they're still half a game behind it. Half a game right? behind. Yeah, it's going to be much easier. Even if Washington goes two and two, it's going to be tough for the Giants to overcome them. But we'll see. Believe me, Heineke is capable of throwing one bad pass a game that'll <laughs> that'll wreck him. That's for sure. Let's do one more here, Kelly. Right, Ravens at Steelers, last of the early <laughs> last of the early games. All right, so really, I mean, oh boy, Lamar Jackson injured and knocked out on the final play of the first quarter on a Jonathan Cooper sack, knee injury for Lamar Jackson. Do we have a status on him, or is it? It's not as bad as as they they thought. I'm just telling you by the numbers. Assume that he's out. Assume that, well, he's out for this game. Yeah. Yes, I assume for this game, but he'll Harbaugh. be back. Harbaugh said, "What it could be days, could be weeks, would yeah. not be season-ending though." <laughs> could be days, could yeah. be weeks, could be decades. Ravens down six to three, closing seconds of the first half. They get into field goal range, sixty-one yard attempt for Tucker would have been, but they have no timeouts left, and they can't get to the line of scrimmage, and they and spike it in time. So it's six to three, Denver at the half. Let's go to the real part of the game. Down nine to three. Uh, the Ravens convert a fourth and one of the Denver 44 with 14-23 left on a two-yard Huntley run. But then they try some trickeration. Three plays later, James Prochet pass intercepted by Justin Simmons in the end zone. Justin Simmons could have fair caught the ball. And Denver maintained their 9-3 lead. We go to the end now. Baltimore still down 9-3. Fourth and one at their own 18, 421 left. Andrews gets the one-yard barely. First down. Ten plays later, fourth and two at the Denver 18, 106 left. Huntley for three. Two plays after that, Huntley in the end zone from the two, 10 to nine Baltimore. A six-play, 91-yard drive. Six players, 16. I might have left out a number there. Uh, 91-yard drive. Broncos flagged for unnecessary roughness and pass interference during the winning drive. 23 seconds left. The Broncos start at their own 18. And then the magic of Russell Wilson, Chrissy, Hmm. to Judy for 16. Timeout. Wilson for 17 on the ground. Timeout. Four yards later, McManus from 63. It uh, would have been good from 53. <laughs> it was really short. Maybe 55. Lamar ended up 3 of 4 for 11. Huntley 27 of 32 for 187. But they were minus 2 in turnovers. Overcame it. We'll get to Denver in a bit. That really was about Denver more than Baltimore. But no Lamar Jackson in this one. Pittsburgh will assume that. Pittsburgh they get it done against the, the uh, Falcons. Two wins in a row for the first time this season behind Matthew Wright's four field goals, 19-16. They're 4-1. The Steelers are with T.J. Watt in the lineup. They were up 19-13, but Atlanta had the ball late driving just like they did last week against uh, Washington. Fourth and one at the Pittsburgh 36, 9-30 left. Algier for two, seven plays later. They had to settle for a young Haku uh, 28-yard field goal to make it 19-16. That, though, after a first and goal from the 10 for Atlanta, penalty set him back. Atlanta would only get the ball back at their own two with 42 seconds left. Mariota was picked. Minka Fitzpatrick probably could have walked into the end zone after that, yeah. and instead just ran out of bounds. So Atlanta teaser legs were saved. Pick at 16 of 28 for 197, one touchdown, no picks, no sacks. I with with it being Tyler uh, Tyler Huntley, I said Pittsburgh minus one and a half. You're pretty close. Pretty close. How much did you lower Baltimore with uh, Huntley instead of Jackson? Like four four points. That's exactly what I did. Four points. Yeah. Lowering them four we'll, points. We'll come back. We'll come back. We'll okay. talk about this. On the other side. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game. Live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Or as Michael Gaughan likes to call it, the South Point. He says that a lot, doesn't he? No. Never uh, once. <laughs> Croatia knots it up at one apiece. Second half, early second half action. The round of 16 continues at the World Cup in Qatar, in Qatar. 
The back Cutter, to- Qatar, I've heard it all. I don't know. <laughs> Baltimore at Pittsburgh, where I guess uh, Pittsburgh minus one and a half with Tyler Huntley. The number you're putting up is? I'm going to put up the Steelers, two. That's exactly what my numbers come to, and that's pretty much what it is. It opened, well, you know, before we knew about Huntley. But it, even then, money is shown on the Steelers. Uh, I don't know if you, Kelly, if you could put up the graphic of the, re- the Steelers, the rest of their schedule. I mean, <laughs> okay, you guys are going to laugh. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Tell me they Wait. can't win out. Wait, I didn't hear that before. Is <laughs> Tell that me true? They can't win out. <laughs> Let's do it, Chris. I already <laughs> bet the Steelers on this opener. Tell tell me they can't win out. Who they got? Okay, the Ravens without Lamar, the Panthers, you know, home to the Raiders, who's who are playing good ball. Panthers or uh, Ravens again, yeah. maybe without Hundley, and they close with the Browns. The problem is that there's 17 games, not 16. So it's not as simple as going three and one now. They can be they, nine and eight. So you think they're going four and one down the stretch? I, I, I'm not thinking anything. I said, tell me they can't do that. <laughs> I'm not and thinking by, anything. And, t- and somebody posted this last night. They showed uh, Pickett's, uh, not QBR, but passer rating. Yeah. It's gotten better every single week. Yeah. Every week. I mean, that's. By the way, just to be technical about it, they have to go three, one, and one the rest <laughs> of the way. To be, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they can afford it. You were on the Steelers yesterday, too, right? Yeah, in the contest. Oh, like in the my, contest. My okay. two throwaway contest picks were the Steelers and the Lions. And they didn't look like world beaters yesterday, but I'm with Chris. They're, they're getting better. Each one of these weeks, this team's looking better. Kenny well, Pickett's looking better. Yeah. Well, the TJ Watts that four and one yeah. with TJ Watts. He was almost non existent yesterday, but he was still in the lineup, you know. And, uh, you know, I've, I've loved Minka. That was a great play by Minka at the end. And smart, too, running out of bounds. Like, he knew, yep. well, we got the win. I just don't want to fumble and give it to him. Yeah, I like him this week. That was my one bet on the opener, although I did just add uh, Bengals minus four and a half if we, as we've seen that line moving throughout the show. Yeah. Um, I bet the Steelers, I, I think this this Ravens team, look, you, you – you designed this entire team around Lamar Jackson, right? You don't have many weapons. I, think, I know we've seen Tyler Huntley play well in the past, but I think the Steelers team's kind of peaking at the right time. By the way, did you guys catch Lamar leaving the field yesterday? Baltimore. Why do we have to – you got a knee injury to a guy, and we're making him walk downstairs and upstairs. That's yeah. all I caught when I was looking at video. Yeah. I'm like, Lamar's walking upstairs. Why is he uh, walking upstairs? And once again, he bet on himself this year. Part of that bet is he wouldn't get hurt. I, I you know – I never, you know, there was a lot of money sitting on the table. He was looking for that extra little bit or he wasn't going to sign. And all the talking heads, you give him every penny of that $250 million that, you know, Watson. Watson, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. That messed up the whole league. You know, he didn't deserve it. None of these quarterbacks deserve that much money because you ruin the rest of your team. Yeah. Jackson's the kind of guy that's liable to get hurt. Salary cap implications when you do such a thing. Yeah, 10 years from now, Lamar's either going to be thanking Deshaun Watson so much or hating the idea that he never signed a contract this offseason. And it's all because of where Deshaun Watson set the market at, right, for quarterbacks. Well, he's the kind of guy that can get hurt. He runs a lot. Yep. Deshaun Watson, who was uh, destined to play for the Falcons, and then the uh, Browns called and said, we'll give you every one of these oh, dollars guaranteed. He was like, Lord. Cleveland, I love you. <laughs> they have Can't... the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. You know? They do indeed. Uh, we get tweets, by the way. I want to read some of these. Crazy Carl. Uh, when are you bringing on Joe Pita for a Russell Wilson victory lap? His analytics compared him to Davis Mills before the season. Was he too harsh on Davis Mills, <laughs> saying he's the same category as Wilson? Oh, uh, that's pretty funny. That is true. Uh, Coach T. So everybody's all about the Mayfield to the Niners thing. Coach Trucks said Mayfield to the Niners. 
Isaiah Wrinkle. Is there an Isaiah Wrinkle that listens to this show? Mm-hmm. As a Niners fan, I think picking up Baker's worth a flyer. 3-Jack-H, 3131. Baker will be just fine with all his commercials and endorsements. Probably better off, to be honest. Bruce Dobigan. Baker booted in Carolina the day the 49ers need quarterback death. Hmm. Uh, depth. Hmm. The Lego parts fit. Uh, New York Mets 16. What about the Rams for Baker? Wolford had an ankle injury. Does Stafford come back next year? Just a thought. Uh, Blue Hen Bill. Baker should go to the Canadian Football League. We're all short quarterbacks. Play. See Doug Flutie. Um, This is also, uh, this is via DM, where they're like, uh, they're on a bye. If they wanted to just get rid of him, they would have done it last week. This is definitely so he's available for San Francisco. So a lot of people convinced. But I, I, again, with Kyle Shanahan, They've already stated even before Brock Purdy's performance yesterday that they love Brock Purdy. Josh Johnson in the fold officially, or they're about to sign him? Not sure on that. I know. You imagine? I liked what I saw Brock Purdy too, but you know we'll get to that a little bit later. All right, let's do another one, Kelly. What do we got? Next up, uh, Chiefs at Broncos, four oh five Eastern. All right, so the Chiefs lose to the Bengals. We talked about that. Their five game win streak snapped. Mahomes sixteen of twenty seven for two twenty three, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked twice. Did have a touchdown on the ground. Uh, But uh, the Chiefs ended up with a fumble and a missed field goal on their final two drives. First loss for the Chiefs in November and December since 2019. There's your November-December stat. Is that Patrick Mahomes' first loss ever in November-December? Or at least since 2019. Denver has now lost eight of nine. They're three and nine. Wilson, Russell, that is, 17 of 22 for 189. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. We already talked about the final sequence of that game. But Denver ended up with 12 first downs and 272 total yards. By the way, Baltimore only had 285. They were plus two in turnovers. Couldn't beat Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. As I said earlier, the Broncos would be 10-2 and two if they had scored 18 points in regulation in all of their games this year. 10-2! and two. Instead, they're 3-9. and nine. Broncos have lost four straight, scoring only 45 points in that span. And it's their 10th game this season with one touchdown or fewer. Now, that thing about the Broncos being 10-2 and if they scored 18 in regulation. Let's go down a little further. This is Andrew Mason at Mace Denver. Listen to this. In the Super Bowl era, so we're talking 1966 to now, back from when the Green Bay Packers won the first two Super Bowls, the Broncos are the 70th team to allow 17 or fewer touchdowns in their first 12 games. That's per pro football reference. So think about that. That's 57 years of football. Only 70 teams have allowed 17 or fewer touchdowns in their first 12 games. The Broncos are the 70th, the 2022 Broncos. None of the first 69 of those teams on that list were worse than 6-6 and after their first 12 games. The average win total for those teams through 12 games was 9.04. This team is 3-9. and That is an historical outlier mm-hmm. big time. These Denver Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett's an offensive coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> Remember what I said about the fat tails on the uh, mm-hmm. bell-shaped curve? Here we go. Jeez. Let's do one more here, Kelly. We've got Bucks. Oh, wait, I didn't even guess the yeah, line. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't get a line. Uh, Kansas City minus 10. Uh, you're close. It, uh, my numbers come to 9, and it's 9 pretty much everywhere. Uh, I see an 8.5. I see a 9.5. I'm going to open 9, see what they want to do with that. There has not been one game this week yet where we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that line. The only game I like, the number was pretty much right on. I like the Titans. Bucks at 49ers, 425 Eastern. All right, Bucks uh, haven't played, sight unseen. They play the Saints tonight. They're three-point favorites. Niners. <sighs> Niners win their fifth in a row. They've held all of those teams in that five-game span to 17 points or fewer. They beat the Dolphins yesterday. 
First play from scrimmage in this game, two a 75 yards to Trent Sherfield, seven to nothing Dolphins right out of the gate. Ensuing drive on third and six of the Miami 19. Jimmy G sacked by Jalen Phillips, broken foot, never to return. And now it's never to return for the season. He'll undergo foot surgery. Robbie Gould made a field goal there to cut it to 7-3, but it was it's Brock Purdy's game and now his year. 10-10 game, fourth and fourth of Miami 39, 5-17 left in the second quarter. Purdy picked by Xavier Howard. You're like, oh, here we go. But the Dolphins couldn't do anything with it. Down 17-10 after Purdy led a late first-half drive. Tua, who hadn't thrown a pick in 190 straight passes, throws two consecutive picks, one where his receiver fell down that Jimmy Ward nabbed, led to a gold field goal, 20-10 lead. And then next, just a bad pass grab by Diamador Lenoir, led to another gold field goal, 23-10. Second play fourth quarter, though, Tua to Tyreek for 45 and a touchdown, 23-17. That was the one where the Niners had their four-game second-half shutout streak snapped. Subsequent Miami drive, 23-17. They're down 23-17. Fourth and one at their own 19 with 9.59 left. Two at a Tyreek for nine. Then seven plays later, fourth and two at the San Francisco 36. 6.03 left. Two an incomplete pass intended for Gesicki. Didn't survive a challenge from Shanahan. It was overturned, so incomplete. Robbie Gould, 48-yarder, put San Francisco up 26-17 with 2.03 left. This wasn't quite Cowboys Indianapolis, but it felt like it at the end. First play from scrimmage, ensuing drive, two a hit by Nick Bosa. He fumbles straight. Greenlaw takes it to the house, 23-yard touchdown, 33-17. And then Skylar Thompson put in the game. He was picked on his first pass after that by Fred Warner. Ball game. Purdy, 25 of 37 in relief for 210. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. McCaffrey, 17 of 66 on the ground. Eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Niners were plus three in turnovers. Bosa finished with three sacks. Uh, Teron Armstead, Austin Jackson were not there for the Dolphins on the line, so he took complete advantage of that. 40, 34 to 19, 26 advantage in time of possession. That's how the Niners won it. I'll say the Niners, again, sight unseen against the Bucks. I put it at four. It's about, and again, you asked the question about Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. I mean, it's about the same between Garoppolo and Purdy for me, I guess. Somewhere in that area. Yeah, it was less for me. I, I, I lowered them three points. Three points for me. That was it. Um, my numbers come to two and a half. Holy two uh, and a half, really? It's, it's three everywhere. I mean, I, I like that number better. I like the three better, you know, than, than the two and a half. We'll come back. We'll talk about this. A couple more games to get to. And college football's. Playoff. We'll get into those lines next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey there, uh, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. That's the, there you go. Want to, know, want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Chrissy Andrews, guessing lines for Week 14. So... Jimmy G out for the year. Was Chris Felica texting us, uh, Chrissy, about uh, uh, that? that uh, Purdy outplayed Lance in the uh, preseason. Right. Lance, of course, out for the year. Trailer, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. With his week uh, two injury. So, yeah. Brock Purdy, who was mystery relevant, last right. pick of the draft, who we used to love. I mean, we still, when he was in college at Iowa State, we yeah. also thought, God, is he terrible? You know, like there were so many. I remember last drives and games where he would just be awful. He looked as good as you could have hoped yesterday. Yeah. And the Niners love him. 
they do love him. You always wonder. I, I always like betting um, the team after the the first the first game after a key injury. Yeah, that was the first game yesterday. Or is the first game this coming week? I think the first game was yesterday. To be honest with you, so I think there'll be some uh, defensive coordinators. Uh, who is it for? Uh, you know, whoever it is over at uh, Tampa Bay, they're going to look at maybe some of the things he does well, some of the things he doesn't do well. So I think that that may change a little bit. Anyway, I'm going to open number three. That's kind of what it is. My number came a little bit lower, but I think three is okay. Uh, you know, I can't help but root for a kid like this. You know, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, he's come in in a you know situation. But I think I had to lower three points. I mean, and I know Garoppolo gets knocked a lot, but this team wins a lot with Garoppolo. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And maybe quarterback wins aren't really a stat, uh, but they mean something. And, uh, you know, I think this team played well under Garoppolo, and now we have to see if they'll play well under Purdy. But they got a lot of talent, and they got a good coaching staff and everything else. I think. By the yeah. way, to, I, to answer your question, I don't think the I don't think the Buccaneers have a dedicated defensive coordinator under Todd. I think it's Bowles. just Bowles. Yeah. yeah, who was a, a hell of a defensive coordinator? He was. Head coach, maybe a different. Story. That might be a different story. Uh, Niners odds to win the NFC and the Super Bowl, Kelly. What are you seeing right now? Yeah, they are uh, third behind. It goes Eagle to win NFC. Eagles plus one ninety. Cowboys plus three hundred. Forty Niners plus five fifty. Vikings plus 750, everybody else 10 to 1 or more. Okay, so before the season, the day that the Niners, remember the Niners weren't going to have Jimmy G, they weren't going to keep him, it was all Trey Lance, and then one day they finally decided, you know what, maybe we'll keep Jimmy G. And I immediately went, I bet the Niners, 8 to 1 to win the NFC, 16 to 1 to win it all. So this, for me, on my bets, this was a tough weekend, because the Jimmy G thing, and I guess, and by the way, Max Duggan before that, because TCU refusing to sneak it in from the the doorstep, don't get me started. Duggan's 12 to 1 to win it all. 12 to 1 to win it all. I guess this is the macro question of it all. And this is tough to say after the Cowboys' fourth quarter last night, but has, does it feel like the path now for the Eagles is just, is it A, wide open, B, pretty darn open, or C, eh, <laughs> a sliver of open? Like, I mean, where do you put I mean, for that, the Eagles? For the Eagles. Oh, In other words, because Jimmy it's G. It's not a sliver of open. No, I, it's much more than that, right? Yeah. It's pretty darn open. It's pretty B. darn. It's yeah. B. It's B. Yeah. If they didn't make the, I mean, if they didn't make it to at least the NFC Championship game, we'd be shocked. Point, it would be shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the Vikings only one game back, but the <laughs> Eagles did beat them, right? Vikings yeah. two losses are to the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Cowboys still have that. That's their, their front seven still mean like of all the units, they might still have the best single unit on the field. But I don't know. That Eagles offense seems kind of unstoppable. Unless you unless you follow the Washington game plan and execute it, which is we're just going to keep the ball away from you. We're going to have, you know, 50-play drives that take 100 minutes each. Yeah, see, I mean, the they way, are not... vulnerable to the run. And that's yeah. why I thought they, they abandoned uh, – t- Titans abandoned the run a little early yesterday, I thought. Yeah. You know? That's what Kelly I said. I mean, that yeah. is – I mean that's their game, yeah. you know. I mean I know at some point you have to abandon the run, but I thought they had they abandoned it a little too quickly. I think the Jimmy G, I, you know, for we always talk about what's a quarterback worth to the point spread, and you just talking about it a bit there, Chris. That Jimmy G's got to be one of the tougher ones, I would think, because you're right. They, they're a team that seemingly plays better with them, yet he's not a guy that I think you would a lot of people would have ultra high rated as a quarterback. Well, what's what's messed up is we were pretty much. You asked me what's the difference between Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley. I said four. Jimmy G right around there, but I, I'm kind of towards the three also. So we're sort of simpatico on that, but it's, 
I feel like even as I say that, that can't be right about Jimmy G, even though that's immediately what I put in my line. Well, you think it should be higher? A, I mean, a, a, a just, more drastic. Do uh, we really think it's only three points between Jimmy G and Brock Purdy? <laughs> well, I, like, know, it like just it, seems. He came in and played great yesterday. Yeah. Like I said, was that the first game or is this week the first game? Yeah. I don't know because I think that does make a difference. First game, I like the kid that's always replacing the yeah, star. I like sure. that. I'm not so sure how it's going to be this week. I don't know. Mm. I mean, there's no way you could have, as much as I'm saying that about, about, about Jimmy G. Gill, you can't have Lamar and him. Rated the same for what they be to an offense, I would think. No, I agree because Baltimore has geared their whole offensive scheme to him. around Lamar yeah. Jackson, regardless of how good you think he is or isn't. Yeah, but I you would know, argue that's not the case with San Francisco. But I would argue Tyler Huntley is more in the Lamar Jackson mold. That, sure, I would agree with that. Where you too. don't have to change much, whereas Jimmy G, like he has gone to a Super Bowl, and he has like last year he played kind of well in the playoffs. And literally, we're saying mystery relevant is only three points worse than him. <laughs> like, it's just incredible. This is my point, though. Yeah. He's one of the hardest quarterbacks to rate on what he's worth to the spread. That can't be right, and even though go, that's what came out of my mouth, yeah, let's right? Let's go back half a dozen years. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, Bilicic was ready to dump uh, yeah. Tom Brady and keep Jimmy G, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough to evaluate. Um, real quick, the committee got it right. We on this show. Like five weeks ago, we were saying, I was saying, if TCU loses loses a game, they still ought to make the playoff. And I remember a few tags had exploded, literally on live radio. His head exploded off his body. (laughs) You should have seen it. You can check our podcast for that that, uh, footage. Who did it crack? No, no, Futek, yeah. Oh, Futek. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But lit- and so by the end, everybody was thinking the same thing. And, and the committee got it right. TCU, even with the loss to K-State in the Big 12 championship in overtime. Uh, why didn't they sneak, by the way? Oh, God. Uh, they're number three. Ohio State appropriately number four. And Alabama, despite Nick Saban talking about how we'd be favored in the point spreads. It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, they get they get shut down. They're favored over Tennessee and LSU, I think, too, right? We'll say again? Alabama, they were yeah. favored oh, over yeah, Tennessee yeah. and LSU. Oh yeah, yeah, sure they were pretty big favorite over Texas too. They won by one. How big of how? What do you think your handle is going to be on these two games? Like, well, is it, it? Listen, I don't. They, they could throw anybody in there, and it's going it's to be, gonna be great. big. But I, I said, you know. I think it would have been completely unfair, but I wish I had put Bama in because our the numbers would have been out of sight. But they're going to be good no matter what. But so, I think Bama in there would have been great. I think it would have been totally unfair. I went on, you know, you know, it's not a playoff. It's an invitational. It's an invitational. Because a playoff, it's set before the season. You do this, this, and this, you're in the playoffs. Then once you're in the playoffs, if you win, you get to keep going. Georgia favored, Georgia favored by six and a half over Ohio State in the 1-4. Michigan favored by nine. I open Georgia six. I, I think Ohio State is really good. I know their defense has shown some flaws. But I don't think Georgia's been perfect, and I know they've been number one all year, and deservedly so. I got them atop my rankings. But I've had Ohio State number two all year in my rankings. And uh, I, I think uh, I opened the game six. There were some sevens around. Most of the sevens got taken. Seven would be definitely a take for me on Ohio State. I think this game's going to be pretty pretty close. What's your Michigan TCU number? Nine. Nine. All right. Boy. Bowl season's going to be fun, too. There is going to be so many teams that just punt on these bowl games. Oh, my. It's going I, to be unbelievable. I, I don't know if we want to throw this on a pro tip. Yeah. Be careful betting these bowl games because you don't know tip. who's showing up and who isn't. Oh, more than ever. More than ever with uh, yeah, transfer portal. Ever. 
and NIL for sure. All right, let's do one here. We'll slip in one here. Kelly. Okay, Panthers at Seahawks, 425 Eastern. Panthers had a bye. Seahawks get by the L.A. Rams, as we talked about earlier. Geno, 28 of 39 for 367, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. That 367 from Geno Smith is a career high. By the way, what's also career high for Geno is now has 3,169 yards passing for what many are assuming will be the comeback player of the year. Smith was 6 of 9 for 65 yards and a touchdown on that game-winning drive. Lockett, 9 for 128 and a touch. Metcalf, 8 for 127 and a touch. They outgained the Rams 438 to, uh, oh, I lost a number here, 310 or something like that. Somewhere in that ballpark, pardon me for losing a digit there. I'll say Seattle minus 7. Whoa, you're high. My numbers come to five. Uh, it opened. Give me, uh, give me the Seahawks. It opened seven and I, I, even five in a couple spots, but the number has tumbled. It's down three and a half. I see one four out there. I, no, I'm taking it back. I see a couple fours out there. Yeah, I'm going to open high, I guess. I mean, I'm going to open four. Uh, like I said, my numbers come to five, but I see a lot of three and a half. I expect they'll take the four off me. Um, you know, I know the Seahawks kind of coming down to earth a little bit, and I've lowered them continuously the last couple weeks. They're playing the Panthers, though, for God's sake. Let's not forget that. So uh, I think four is okay, but it's it's lower. It's mostly three and a half. I think four is fine. It's like any outcome between the Panthers winning by three and the Seahawks winning by 20 wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't know. The Panther team, you know, I don't know. I guess they're playing a little bit better now, but I wouldn't go too far. Primetime games on the way. Numbers game visa in the Sports Betting Network. We get tweets, we get texts. By the way, Lou Finicaro texting me that I should uh, trust my gut with Jimmy, Jimmy G only being three points difference from Brock Birdie. This is from Harold Irving. Are you sure Brock is the man? Michael Barty said this morning Johnson may get the nod. Well, we mentioned it also that uh, there are, they are signing Josh Johnson, who has had a fascinating career. He just hangs around. He's been with 14 different teams. Now, that's the record. Yeah. That's the record. Yeah, 36 years old. Yep. He has been around. Been around. Play for everybody, it seems like. 14 different teams. Who's the, who's the NBA guy? Is it like Joe Smith or Charles Jones? Played for like a million teams. Trevor Arisa? We got to check on that. Yeah, there's a couple of them. But, yeah, yeah. but he's that of the NFL. Elvis Toast Patterson. Love that Twitter handle. Anybody who remembers Elvis Patterson remembers that he was indeed toast. You guys are crazy. The Steelers could never beat the Ravens twice. That's crazy talk. Hey, they might only have to beat them once. Apparently, Elvis Toast Patterson has not heard a stat that we have rarely mentioned on this show about Mike Tomlin. Never Say it again. <laughs> Mike Tomlin, never with a losing record. Never under 500. Uh, Joe Smith was tied with a few guys at 12. Ish Smith sets the record this year playing for his 13th NBA franchise. Jeez. Ish. Yep. All right. What's Sunday night? Sunday night football. We have the Dolphins at Chargers. That's not bad. Eight and four Dolphins. Six and six Chargers. What has happened to the Chargers? Dolphins five-game win streak snap. We talked about it against the Niners. Tua was really not good yesterday. That was the first game where you're like, eh, <laughs> this was not great. 18 for 33, 295. He was very inaccurate. Two touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times, lost a fumble. Tyreek still gets it done. Nine for 146 and a touchdown. By the way, Tyreek Hill, nine receiving yards shy of the Miami Dolphins franchise record. Is that right? The Marx brothers Man. were there yesterday. 
Duper and Clayton yeah. were in the house. Uh, Dolphins were minus three in turnovers. They had four, as I mentioned, 40, 34 to nineteen twenty-six disadvantage in time of possession. They only had 14 first downs. They were 0 for 7 on third downs. And the Chargers we talked about, they were up at the half against the Raiders, but that was it. Then they gave up the two big plays to Devontae Adams. Herbert finished 28 for 47, 335, one touchdown, no picks, sacked five times. The Chargers, much like we talked about the Jets having only one touchdown in six red zone possessions, Chargers had zero and three. And so I'll say the Dolphins minus three. I don't really know where else to put this here. The Chargers are exactly who... We've said this many times every year. And this was the year, by the way, that I subscribed to the Chargers. Before the season started, I was like, this is their year. Yeah. They're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know things. <laughs> uh, apparently, I don't know. These wide receiver injuries <laughs> can't happen every year. Oh, Gil. it's more than even that. They're six and six. They're out. They're on the outside looking in. Jets have, are one game ahead of them, uh, inhabiting the seventh and final playoff position. Dolphins minus three. You're right. Um, I'm wrong, but I'm looking at this team. Uh, I made the Dolphins one and a half. Um, you know, I'm going to open three because that's where it is everywhere. I don't want to mess with that right now. But the Dolphin defense is still terrible. You know, it was, you know, listen, Brock Purdy played great and all that. It's a third string quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And they lit up this defense. And the Chargers, yeah, they're, they're bad. They're, I was checking, they're six points worse than where I had them uh, rated you know, preseason. But you look at some of their losses. I guess we don't have a whole ton of time here. But, uh, you know, lost, lost the Raiders yesterday. I mean, for, but then they, they beat the Cardinals. Okay, and then they lost to the Chiefs, lost to the 49ers, lost to the Seahawks when they were playing really well. That's like the last two months. They've lost to the good teams. You know, I mean, they could easily – I don't know if Miami's a good team or not. I don't know. You know, I think their offense is great, but their defense is terrible. I mean, it's just horrible. What are the Chargers? Like it's, we talk about like teams that you don't really understand or you, you have the least yeah. handle on the chargers are the team that I want. Like no matter who they play, if they play the Texans or if they play the chiefs and every team in between my reaction to every one of their games is I don't want any part of it. Yeah. And I remember I was on a radio show a couple of years ago and they were asking about the chargers. And I said, you know, the chargers tend to do chargery things. And I thought now with Staley, that whole thing was going to change. No. I wanted to love Staley. I really did. I, did. I liked a lot of, about him. I sure but did. I haven't seen much to impress me that all that much. Hey, Japan and Croatia, if you can get through this next couple of minutes, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. You know, tied. All right, Kelly, Monday night. Monday night football. Patriots at Cardinals. Well, I guess it's kind of better than tonight's Monday night game, but they're both kind of <laughs> sucky. Six and six Patriots, four and eight Cardinals. Cardinals had a bye. Six buys this week, the last buys in the National Football League. Six teams off this coming week. Uh, Mac Jones, if you uh, recall, 22 of 36 on Thursday night. Was it Thursday night that they lost to Buffalo? Yep. Yes. 22 of 36 for 195, one touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. Only 242 total yards. Um, Patriots minus one and a half. I just split the difference between the three and the zero. Um, God, I like nothing this week. Not a <laughs> one of them. Well, I think I got one I kind of like is the Titans, like I said. These were really easy lines to guess this week. What did you make this? One and a half. Yeah, it, it's one almost everywhere. My number has come to three. Now, I probably have the Patriots a little overrated. But I started thinking, like, coaching mismatches. I'm thinking this is like, 
you know, Bear Bryant. Or, you know, okay, I'm trying to think. Uh, this is maybe like uh, Vince Lombardi. I think, you know what, I can't come up with a better analogy than saying, oh, it's like Bill Belichick against uh, Kingsbury. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, talk about a coaching mismatch. There's your handicap. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, I'm going to open the number – well, I'll probably open your number one and a half just because that's highest uh, around because it's one everywhere. But this is a huge coaching mismatch. I give the Cardinals zero for a home field advantage. They're better on the road and they have been all year and really for two years. Um, you know, New England has a little bit extra time to prepare for this game. Well, the Cardinals do too, but I'm not sure that's going to help uh, Kingsbury. Uh, so I'm going to open one and a half. I'm going to be a little bit on the high side here. We are going extra time. There you go. There's the draw. There's your 90-minute draw, baby. Okay. There you go. Um, New England also, like the Chargers, 6-6, six and six, one game out of the AFC playoff picture. So, Boy, but they don't look very good. They, they, don't yeah. look, they don't look good. The Vikings defense made them look good, but they don't look that good otherwise. So here's the two macro things from this week. One, I think our power rankings tomorrow or whenever we do them, Kelly, yeah. are going to look somewhat different in the middle of that top yes. ten. I think there's a lot of movement this week where there hasn't been. The Talk middle will have a shakeup. The middle will have a shakeup. Also, we, how will we handle the fact that Lamar Jackson's not around and Jimmy Garoppolo is gone for good? That's going to be interesting. Our, our same top nine teams have been the same for a while. For a long Does time. Does that change? Does that change? Be interesting. Um, and then the other one is this week. So, you know, in recent weeks, I've said, oh, I've a lot, liked a lot of games. By the way, that hasn't served me well. Besides Seattle, my guess on Seattle, most of these guesses have been pretty yeah. close. I think I think these are really easy guesses this week with these matchups. I don't know who I like best. You said Tennessee you like best? Yeah, and you know, the Bengals now a lot of money is shown on the Bengals. When it was, you know, four and a half and five, I like the Bengals. Well, I it put me down next to the Bengals. I got two games. Yeah, I, like. I think I, I like, like the, the Bengals and I like the Titans. I like the Bengals. That's the one I like the best, I think. Yeah, like uh, I like both those. B- Bengals, I was able to get that four and a half here on this morning. Um, Steelers, I laid one and a half with yesterday. I do like that side. I, I don't. There's nothing I love, love this week, Gil, but there, there's a few I like. I like that one. And then Seahawks, I'm w- or not Seahawks, uh, Titans. I'm, w- I'm with you on that one, Chris. I think it's a good spot for them this week. Yeah, I do too. And, and then Vikings, I'll be back on, but Lions are taking all the money right now, so I'm going to wait on wait. that game. I. This is so... I mean, yeah, you know, lines have gone to one pretty much everywhere. Since he's gone to six pretty much everywhere. When we did the game, they were mostly five. So I'm going to open the Bengals six and a half. And uh, my numbers came to pick on the lines of Vikings, but I'm going to open one. Okay. Again, nothing to dicker with on that. So uh, I'll say, I'll say something square and I'll let the hate wash over me. I like Philly minus the six against the. Oh, no, it's not minus six, though. It's minus seven. Yeah. Oh, so I don't like it as much. Six and a half's out there. I just think the Giants are no good. And I think the Eagles can just blow out everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, pro tip of the hour. Let's do that. Um, and this has everything to do with that college football matter we talked about. Be careful betting bowl games. We're going to say this a million times between now and the start of bowl season. Remember Army-Navy this week, and then it's bowl season. Um, but we're going to see a ton of players both sitting out of the draft and uh, out for the draft, rather, and transferring. Remember, this was the Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey thing, where it was like a trickle at first, and now mm. with the transfer portal, it is a deluge. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, but sitting out for you know purposes of transferring and maybe to get ready for the for the draft. Right. But, I mean, it's like the transfer portal is going to be unbelievable today. Yeah, Colorado. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. We've done all we can do. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.